0: What is up, everybody? It's Wake Up, War Champ presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Coming up on today's show, two transfer quarterbacks on campus at the same time. Mike, you're a wild man. And the Renegade Express Mailbag questions. Wake Up, War Champ presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida. Cptallybar.com is a website. You can always place your order to go. But I tell you to hang out there because we just did it ourselves. We had our Christmas party there last night for WarChant.com. Shout out to everybody who came out. We were all there, the Brain Trust. Matt and Mike talking, and Ira was there, Gene was there, Tom, Jeff, myself and Corey, everybody's significant others, other than me. Good times. Take yourself out to the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Daily lunch special today is the cheesesteak sandwich, cheese or steak, your choice. Only $8.99 with a side dish of your choice as well. We knocked out a whole big mailbag and then went to our Christmas party. And then at the Christmas party, we're like, ooh. DJ Lundy said he's going to enter the portal. That's interesting. Kalen Deloach, Tatum Bethune. They have exhausted their eligibility. So he's obviously a guy that's going to be in their plans for next season. Blake Nicholson, maybe not ready this year. Clearly wasn't, you know, involved in the game plans all that often, but they like him a lot. DeMarco Ward, not a lot. Omar Graham, spot duty. So, you naturally start thinking, well, that's not good. But this is what the landscape is, everybody. Because if you are DJ Lundy, or if you are related to DJ Lundy, you probably realize all that and you start doing some math in your head. Not so much like he's here minus four other guys, but kind of like, well, this is a position that has value to it. I think my value might be a little bit higher now. It would be like if nobody else could do video. I'd like, hey, Gene. I'm the only guy who knows how to do video. I think maybe I deserve a raise. So these are going to be interesting developments that will continue to occur until, I don't know, January 2nd or 4th, whenever this window closes. So that happens. Rodney Hill also announces his intention to enter the transfer portal. Again, neither Lundy nor Hill, as we sit here and talk to you folks, and we, Corey Clark soon, have officially entered the portal. But, hey, Benson, you know, we talk about a little bit later in the show. You think he's probably leaving. Toa Feely's carved out a niche, but not necessarily your every down kind of back. Although, shoot, without him, you probably don't beat Louisville. But Rodney Hill leaving, that's a little bit of a sting. You figured he would be involved in the future plans here. But, you know, you got Keziah, Sam Singleton, Cam Davis is showing up. So, interesting times in the kingdom here as you have a successful program And you've got pieces that maybe want to be rewarded as though they were key parts of the success. All I'm saying let's just exercise some restraint and not maybe telling these kids to kick rocks without socks. Because who knows what will happen here in the coming days and weeks. But nonetheless, this is the life we live. This is the life we chose. And we've accepted the transfer portal. We being you, me, and Corey Clark. Let's bring him on in right now. Corey, how are you? Good buddy, thanks for
1: asking. Let's get right to it. No okay. no no time for a jibber jabber and pleasantries. Although I do want to say did I not call Kirk Curb Street? Did I not call it Aslan? I knew it was coming, and it came a lot quicker than I thought it would. He broke a little quicker than I thought, but uh yeah, that was uh that was funny to see on Wednesday.
0: Did he respond to your retweet yet as we record and talk about this?
1: Oh, I assume he blocked me. I, did, I don't check my mentions usually after I, I tweet something like that. But if you didn't see it, it's basically a screed. Uh, it was not a 140 or 280-character tweet. It was, I would guess, 500 words about um, I, I, just a lot of stuff. He brought up, up 2,000. And how he didn't hear from Florida State fans then when FSU got in over Miami, even though Miami beat FSU, he then obviously conveniently left out that, number one, that was not a committee full of secret voters deciding who went to the Orange Bowl to play Oklahoma. But there was all, Miami was not undefeated. Miami and Florida State had the same record, and so did Washington. And Washington had beat Miami, and Miami beat Florida State. So I can see the argument to say, well, why does Florida State belong? All right, fine. But then... Take Florida State out of the equation. Washington goes and plays Oklahoma, not Miami, because Washington beat Miami. Whatever. He just brought that up as a sign of, uh, look how good you guys had it. Didn't hear from you guys then, but now you're now just because Florida State has zero losses and everybody else above them has one loss. Our two teams above them have one loss. But then he also said how much he's a fan of Florida State.
0: Really like Bobby Bowden.
1: Yeah, yeah, in the swag of the 80s. uh, And then, yeah, he's a big fan of Mike Norvell. So. There you go everybody that was uh but yes it was uh it was kirk's breaking
0: ashley moody's on the case yeah let's just go ahead let's jump to that our guy mark in naples he's an attorney everybody wake up i see that the florida ag that means attorney general Mm. is starting an antitrust investigation into the cfp committee and how it operates i appreciate the sentiment and i wish the ag luck governor ron desantis did pledge one million dollars for legal expenses on the issue so the Attorney General at least has a war chest to maybe rattle some cages. Antitrust laws are regulations that encourage competition by limiting the market power of any particular firm, in this case, ESPN. This is a tough case because ESPN does have a major competitor, Fox and the Big Ten. So the Florida AG would have to prove that ESPN and its deal with the SEC so dominates the market that essentially crushes competition when push comes to shove. And since ESPN also has a deal with the ACC for football, The Florida AG would also have to prove that ESPN ACC deal is essentially a sham and that FSU has no ability to compete because of corrupt and incestuous ESPN SEC deal.
1: Hmm. Tall
0: task. Yes. Corey will appreciate this. This would be like proving that the CIA and Joe Biden are still withholding 4,000 JFK assassination records because the CIA had a role in the plot. The evidence will never exist. Plausible deniability for all involved, including our buddy Herbie.
1: That's the key. And uh, there's a very good podcast I've been listening to. Mark knows all this stuff because he's well, well well-versed in the the JFK stuff. But it's called Who Killed JFK? And Rob Reiner and Soledad O'Brien host it. Hmm. Uh, But it's really interesting. It's good stuff. Like, I know a lot about the case, but it's it's pretty illuminating, this stuff, Uh, anyway. Uh, But, hey, you guys didn't... You guys didn't fire up this podcast to hear about JFK conspiracies when we got ESPN conspiracies uh, to talk about. Yeah, look, I like we talked about yesterday, right? I, I, th- this is not going to result in a court victory, right? We don't, we don't think that. And what would that even look like? What would it even mean? How, 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 what is a win in this case? Right. As far as like a court victory, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what it would even be.
0: Well, I what is think victory what you, period?
1: Well, victory period would be like. Uh, you owe mark. Florida State twelve million dollars because you you kept them from playing in two playoff games where they would have made X amount of money, whatever that could be. There could be some financial reimbursement, I guess. But theoretically, there is no. I mean, not theoretically. Realistically, there is no victory. You're not going to get a chance to play in that for the national championship. Uh, you could hang up a banner if you wanted, especially if the AG wins, like mm. you know, Florida verse. Seminoles first in uh, ESPN. That would be a cool banner to hang in doke. But uh, just the the uh, discovery portion of a potential lawsuit could be the only where you'd feel some vindication if you find anything in there that's worth uh, that that vindicates things and and lets you know lets all you guys know that you're not imagining things and there might have been some shady stuff going on behind the scenes that that could happen in discovery.
0: Mark says, I appreciate the effort. Everyone sees the wrong here, but unfortunately the billion dollar corporate powers usually get away with these kinds of things. Let's go to Candy Noel. If I can pull her up here. Let's give Corey some more juice in his system. Wake up. Just want to let Corey know I'm here for the anger and support you never getting over it.
1: Mm. <laughs> well, Thanks, thank Candy. You, Thanks, thank Candy. Because I feel like I'm I, I, I I'm not any better, really. Honestly, I'm not any oh, better than shocked. I was a week Surprised.
0: ago. <laughs> Uh, I think the level of sadness or anger or frustration comes from the fact that this was the culmination of four years of work, and maybe it really is hard for the rest of the world to grasp that, but it's the truth. I suggest a contest for Ireland. Whoever has the best FSU-centric sign at Game Day Ireland, if they aren't inside the stadium, in which case take your signs to the game, gets paid trips to every other Game Day location the rest of the year to hold up that sign.
1: Hmm. Yeah, Jeff volunteered, Jeff Cameron volunteered to have that job to be flown around the country to all the game day uh, locations. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't I don't know that Warchant wouldn't sponsor that. Maybe there could be, maybe the battles in would. I do think, like much like the Washington State flag was shown at all those college game days forever, yeah, yeah. or still might be. Still
0: is, old crimson, yeah.
1: You could fight, like when they're in uh, Athens next year, you could get somebody from the Atlanta Seminole Booster Club to go to game day in Athens and hold up a sign. When they're in – name another SEC school. When they're in Austin, you can have somebody from the Dallas chapter or the Austin chapter. That's a big school. I don't know if they have a – I think they have their own Seminole club in Austin. I don't know. But they definitely do in Dallas. Have somebody from there go and hold up that sign. And just that's how you go around doing it is you hire somebody from the local Florida State Seminole chapter or the closest one to that city and see if they'll have somebody show up on game day. But, yeah, now we just got to figure out the sign. But uh, it's, it's got to be it's got to be clever uh, it's got to be something they would allow so it can't be it can't uh you know be profane um and it can't be you know scatological it's got to be it's got to be <laughs> that's something that's respectful but also give gets the point across okay maybe not respectful that's not the right word but it can't be you know profane
0: uh, Knowles, fifteen eighteen. when we're all in Dublin together and Kirk Herbstreit has hopefully handed the worst pour of Guinness that mankind has ever seen. Who do you predict will emerge from the tunnel in Aviva Stadium as the Knowles' first, second, and third string quarterbacks?
1: Huh, that, that, that question took a turn. Um, so, yeah, as we talked about yesterday, uh, we thought Cam Ward was coming on an official. We'd heard about it. We'd written about it on the boards, and we talked about it. Uh, that's locked and loaded. He is coming on an official visit this week. Um, DJ Uwe Ungulele. Did I get close?
0: Uwe Ungulele. Uwe
1: Ungulele. Yeah.
0: There you go. Okay. Uwe.
1: DJ uh, is coming as well, uh, reportedly for Saturday. That's locked and loaded, but Cam Ward will be in Tallahassee first. Um, you know, I, I don't know. See, here's the thing now, Aslan. Who's better, Cam Ward or DJ.
0: Well, random underscore John wants us to answer that question, so way to bundle that one in there. Okay, good. Um, I think it was him that said that. I saw somebody here in the questions asking about it. They want us to, like, scout out the quarterbacks, which I haven't been able to do, everybody. I'm sorry. But I think Cam Ward is considered the better prospect.
1: Yes, he is. I've watched them both. Uh, I've watched more Washington State football than I thought I would, Uh, but I've watched them both. Uh, Cam Ward is the better quarterback. Uh, DJ's fine. Cam Ward is actually good like a good like he can go win you games um just with sheer quarterback play like he's 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 thrown for like 110 touchdowns in college and well over 13 14,000 yards uh he's legit no some of that's um,
0: fcs level but yeah yeah no he dude. threw
1: yeah by the way I didn't so I was looking at his stats and I was so he threw for like 31 touchdowns this year at Washington State 28 last year and then he had 47 In 21, I'm like, oh, my God, how did he not win the Heisman? And then I forgot he was at Incarnate Word. Uh, But he showed the last two years in the Pac-12 that he can really play. Uh, That's not a joke of a conference. They do have some teams that play defense, not named USC. Um, So he proved that he can play at a high level. And my point being, I think it adds another layer when you're battling Miami for him. Yes, like, not only, yes. do you keep, not only do you get yourself Cam Ward, yes. you keep him away from your
0: arch in-state rival. Because they've got nothing. Right. I know maybe Tate Rodemarier doesn't have a high approval rating right now, but Tate Rodemarier can probably manage you 60 minutes, you know, several weeks. Like, Emery yes. Williams, who knows how he's going to respond to that arm injury, and Ja'Curry, they just didn't trust him to do anything in a competitive football game, so yes.
1: Yeah, so that's where I think it comes into play, like – I mean, I just think that adds an extra layer to it, man. Like, okay, if we don't hit his price tag or whatever he wants to see from Florida State, you make it imperative that you want him because if you don't get him, it seems like he's going to go to Miami. And then you're playing against him and he automatically bolsters your rival. So it's worth, I said this last year when I thought it was going to be between, I thought for a while it it was looking like it was between LSU and Florida State for Keon Coleman. And I'm like, well, you go get them just so LSU doesn't have them in the first game. Mm. Like that, keep them away from a team you play. And I think that's the same the same thought process here. Like, I I mean, you don't want to break the bank, but everything being equal, if you have to go up a, tidge, a smidge more to keep him away from your rival, do it. So that that would be my thought, my play there, but obviously to a point. You're not going to go pay the kid eight million dollars or five and a half million or whatever. Uh, but yes, I, I think it would be a really nice addition for you, clearly and a needed addition, and it would be a huge loss for Miami, and that makes it doubly sweet.
0: I'm sorry, random underscore John. I somehow got you confused with WTF Noll. Mm. Uh, wake up, Noel's first time asking a question. Born and raised in Tallahassee, currently live in Pensacola. When it comes to transfer portal quarterbacks, we know the upside to Cam Ward and DJ, but let's look at the downsides. What would you say are the downsides to both DJ Ungulale and Cam Ward, i.e. fumbles? Parenthetically, he adds Cam Ward, interceptions. He's got DJ there. I guess maybe Cam Ward's got fumble issues. Uh, perhaps uh, DJ has interception issues, sacks and so forth. Haven't had a chance to do all that. I do know that. Listen, Cam Ward came from a system in Incarnate Ward where his coach left to be the O.C. at Washington State. That's how he ended up there in Pullman. And then when they left, uh, they actually did better down at Incarnate Ward. The guy who took over for him, like, broke the FCS record for touchdown passes in a season. So, product of the system, question mark. uh, Does think like Shannon Dawson, what they run down there in Miami, probably does fit his skill set a little bit more. So, I don't know if it'd be as much plug-and-play success in Tallahassee as possibly could be in Coral Gables. So, Feels like this is much more of a thinking man's position playing quarterback at this school for this coaching staff. So um, maybe there's not as much of the upside with Cam Ward, who seems to be just a a physical freak that could just chuck it all over the place and maybe not, you know, go to the right read every single time the way kind of Jordan did. But it just seems like DJ's probably scarred more, right, Corey? I know he kind of rehabilitated himself in you know, Oregon State this past year, but feels like Cam Ward probably has a lot more, you know, freshness of mind and it hasn't been beat up and beat down by, you know, big-time football the way DJ has.
1: Yeah, I would say the, the one thing that DJ has going for him is he's always been on a winning team. Um, even when he was struggling at Clemson, they were winning 10 games. Uh, so he knows what it's like to be in a winning culture, um, mm-hmm. in a winning locker room. He knows what that looks like. I mean, we can make fun of that offense when he was there in 21 and 22, but they did win games. I think they won 10 each year, right? I think. Um even with him not being great. Yeah. But then uh so and I but I think his D, to me uh DJ's weaknesses weaknesses he holds on the ball a little bit too long and he's not very accurate. He, I've seen pockets where he is not very accurate. Yes. Um he just, you know, he has a cannon but he he misfires.
0: It's not so much making the wrong read; he misfires.
1: Yes, correct. Yeah, and look, it's always hard to know too what the play is, who the first read is. We don't; we're not privy to that information. It seemed to me sometimes it wouldn't come out of his hand quick, much like. But but it was the same thing with Klubnik. When I watched him against Duke, I'm like, man, he doesn't get rid of it at all. He doesn't see it quick, um, and you just—it's something you recognize when you see it. Good quarterbacks see a play, see the read, get rid of the ball quick. They don't pump fake a lot and look around and then start getting skittish and I saw that with DJ a good bit at Clemson and then but you know not coincidentally I saw it with Clubnik so I think that might be more of an offense thing and I have to admit I didn't see DJ play a ton at Oregon State I know he was better much better but I didn't see a lot of his games so I would actually have to go back and watch how he played I just know he has a cannon and he can really be a weapon on the ground if he unleashes that because he's just a big kid that can move um, Cam Ward weirdly, is not a weapon on the ground at all, at all. If you guys thought Jordan Travis didn't run, my man Cam Ward, what is he rushed for? He rushed for 58 yards in 2022, his first year at Washington State, 58 yards, and then 144 yards this year. So in two years, he's rushed for 2 200 yards. Now, the downside here is, and this, I think, is a weakness. I, I think you could point, you can look at this two different directions. I didn't follow Washington State that, that closely to know where the blame lies. But he was also sacked 84 times the last two years. Hmm. 84 times. He was sacked 38 times this year and 46 times in 2022, which is two things. Number one, clearly he doesn't have the Cowboys' offensive line in front of him, he's having to run for his life a little bit. But also, when they when the sack numbers are that big, a lot of that is on the quarterback. Like get rid of the ball, man. Get yeah. rid of the ball. Don't hold on it. Hold on to it forever. So that to me is the one that kind of concerns me more than anything else. Is just the the amount of sacks. Uh, but yeah, his longest run from scrimmage in at Washington State was 22 yards. That well, ain't so bad though. No, it's not bad, but it's not like a weapon. It's not like yeah. you could say, well, if you unleash Cam Ward's legs and let him run for 140, things will open up. That's not who he is. Um, but, yeah, he's he's 6'2", 220. He does, he's really quick. That's why I was so surprised at the the lack of rushing because he is an athletic kid.
0: He's an extender, uh, right? Like he's, Yes, he'll you know, extend
1: plays. You know. Apparently the problem is he'll extend them so long that he gets sacked because uh, 84 sacks in two years, clearly a tough kid, uh, but that's not good. I don't. When did Jordan Travis get sacked this year? Like nine times, maybe.
0: Wazoo ranked sixty uh, eighth according to PFF in uh, pass blocking, out of one hundred thirty three teams. So. So that's middle of the road, though. Yeah. Yeah. But but
1: getting sacked forty six times is
0: incredible. that's that air raid stuff, though, man. Like you yeah. just sit back, you're waiting for that vertical to open. You're like, all right, fifteen yards, twenty yards, maybe, yeah, sack. Um, Dave Bardstown, Kentucky. Bourbon's your friend. Corey alluded to the real benefit of the antitrust lawsuit and the cell phone record subpoena that comes with it. Remember, there was a cell phone record subpoena in a case regarding Houston Nut, I think, going to Arkansas that completely out of the blue discovered Hugh Freeze was calling back page escorts like mm. it was going out of style. Halfway right, it did not involve Arkansas nor Houston Nut. It was Mississippi State sympathizers trying to find recruiting impropriety and then in the midst of going through the phone records of trying to pin bad recruiting tactics they found that there was a number associated with a back page escort service so fans man broke Hugh Freeze broke Kirk Herbstreit Power's in your hands, everybody. Mm-hmm. By yep. the way, why has nobody made a big deal about the fact that his next job... All right, that's somewhat political. I'm not going to get into that one. Anyway, subpoena those cell phone records and text messages. I guarantee sports writers will be busy during the off season. That's what happens when you snub FSU. Your texts are made public and your life is ruined. Scorched earth, MFers. Vitamin energy kicking in right about now. Can you feel it? Yeah, I feel that one, Dave. Lots of mm-hmm. heat coming out. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. yeah. Scorched earth. Kirk... Uh... It is fun. It was just. It was funny. It was. It was almost on cue. I'll admit. I thought it would take a little while longer. But him, uh, and Dave wrote that before the the uh, we even knew what yeah. Kirk was gonna tweet on Wednesday. But uh, it's just. It's funny. It's just funny
0: <laughs> that he. Yeah. All right. Um, that I
1: mean, like it. Why? Why does it bother him so much? Dude, have like, you seen
0: your, his replies, man? He's a human being. I mean, everything no, he he. But talks that's about why in you inter- don't.
1: I don't. I'm a human being. I don't look at my replies. Right. Why is he looking at his replies? in and, and 90% of my replies are positive because they're all Florida State fans. Like why would you have a job like that and then look at your replies for what purpose? Uh-huh. That's my point. I get he's a human being, but people say vile stuff to me and I'm a basically a nobody when it comes to national college football. I am a nobody. But if you're a I mean it's just it's crazy to look at replies. That's not his job. He's not a tweeter, he's a broadcaster. If Joe Buck looked at his replies all the time, he he'd want to not do it anymore. Like it's just people are mean. That's oh, life. Yeah. So that's that was my issue. It's like why don't don't just just be you. Just post what you're going to post, say what you're going to say, but when you let people this is something that's, you know, last 10 years it's happened where you see how he's going to double down and then he's going to triple down and quadruple down. And now he's going to paint Florida State fans as maniacs and complete in awful people, he's going to paint the entire fan base that way, not knowing they're reacting to him, and now he's going to react to their reaction. It's just a never-ending cycle of stupidity.
0: Yeah, it's anyway, cycle. Let's go ahead. All right, vitaminenergy.com promo code Warchamp Bogo. Maybe we all could use a little mood plus right about now. Relax a little bit. Enjoy the holiday season. It's fun this time of year. Make you feel a little bit better with some vitamin energy. VitaminEnergy.com promo code is Warchamp, Bogo. WordChampBogo. B O G O. Buy one, get one free. As you know, vitamin energy, the world's first and only clinically tested and proven energy shot to reduce brain fog, help your energy, and improve your mood and much more. Depends on which shot you want to take because there's different nutrients and vitamins. It's energy with benefits. Head over to VitaminEnergy.com. We got some knolls over there helping it out, running the show, giving that promo code Warchamp, Bogo. Warchant, B-O-G-O, buy one, get one free. It's a good gift. Gift to yourself. Gift to your friends. Gift to your coworkers. Gift to a disgruntled media shill. Mm. However you want to gift it this season. Do it. It's your choice. Vitaminergy.com promo code Warchant, BOGO. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Southernmost Seminole, wake up. Just want to say thanks for all you do. It's been a really hard week. Listening to you guys and Jeff in the afternoon has really helped. Keep being awesome and go Knowles. Appreciate Amen. that. I was We're
1: going to try our best. We're gonna, we are gonna we got no choice but to be awesome.
0: Um, Noel Boyo two. wake up. What three transfer portal players do you want to get the most? Walter Nolan, Cam Ward, and you who, know
1: who I really liked and I cannot remember his name. I know he's number five. For, talk about Oregon State. He's the linebacker from Oregon State who I think is in the portal, who's number five. And I watched him play against Oregon that Friday night uh, before the, the Florida State-Florida game. Civil War. It didn't Civil matter. War. Um, and uh, that game clearly mattered more than the Florida State-Florida game did the next night. But anyway, um, that dude, to me, looked like he was all over the field. And I remember watching him just the first drive, and Oregon went down and scored. But every – good play that the Oregon State defense had, number five was there.
0: 55 or five?
1: I thought it was five. Maybe it was 55. Um, But I remember looking up the number. I remember I I was so impressed. I'm like, who is this dude? Is he a sophomore? Is he from Florida? It just somehow ended up in Oregon. Is there any chance he could transfer to Tallahassee? Because they're going to have a a dearth of linebackers. And and so I actually looked him up. That's how good he was in the span of two drives that it made me look up their roster to see who he was. how much. I think he was a junior, so he does have a year left, and I think he entered his name in the portal.
0: Does he have a hyphenated name? Maybe. If I say his name, would it ring a bell? Perhaps. Easton Mascarenas Arnold?
1: That sounds right.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know if he's in the portal or not, but he looks impressive. Five eleven though, not that tall.
1: Right, I do remember that. You're right. He was not tall, but he was all over the place.
0: Kind of like uh, Nikita Whitlock. Was that the guy from Wake? That was like yeah. He f-
1: led the yeah. That's right. The, the defensive tackle that got first team instead of Jernigan. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, no, because it's set. that's not right. There's no way he only had forty. Oh yeah, he, 100, he had 106 tackles uh, this year. Not bad. Two sacks, two interceptions. Yeah, this is the kid. He's from Mission Viejo, California. But uh, I want him. Okay. Easton Mascaranis Arnold from Oregon State. I, pro- no connection to Florida State. He's 5'11", 228. He's from California. He plays at Oregon State. I'm almost positive he put his name in the portal. Um, and, yeah, he was he was very impressive. Marvin Jones Jr., what about him, Aslan?
0: Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about that because it, it happened late at night when we were already done wrapping and editing everything up. Yeah, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take him ahead of – yeah, we're not gonna get Walter Nolan. Not that but that wasn't the question. Who do you think we're gonna get? I would like Walter Nolan, but I don't think he's culture fit. Um, quote unquote or whatever. So yeah, give me Marvin Jones Jr. Come home, man. Cam Warren and I'll I'll defer to Corey and we'll get that linebacker that we need.
1: Yeah, there you go. And then it's uh they can't they can't deny you next year with those three dudes.
0: <laughs> um, the walking knoll 01. So we got snubbed. I'm super bummed still, but in the words of our coach, time to respond. Thank goodness signing day is coming up. That will ease the pain along with the transfer portal to add in good pieces to fit where needed. Super excited about Marvin Jones Jr. in the portal. I know other others have different opinions about him, but that kid played some really significant snaps for Georgia, so maybe we can get him home. No questions, really, just a comment. One thing I've learned in talking to SEC homers in Mississippi, I trust Mike Norvell. Everyone wants to ask me about who we will get at quarterback, but I know in the end our coaches have proven they know how to run a program so the future looks bright no matter who joins us via the portal or high school ranks. Thanks for all you do. Go Knowles. Relevant point, right? You know, I was late to the party on it. Probably like I didn't. I didn't trust a lot of what was going on early here. Um, but yeah, you do feel like no matter what happens to quarterback, even if they were to get DJ over Cam and I don't know if it'll be spun that they want to DJ more than Cam Ward. I, I give them the benefit of the doubt. They've earned enough equity for me to, you know, realize that they're going to figure out what's best and they're going to make it work. So that's a good point. Thanks, walking. Thanks Walker. Yeah,
1: I agree. They've, uh they, they've earned the benefit of the doubt, right? Yeah. After what they've done the last, uh, well, four years. And that was the point that uh who, who made the point about the the last candy knoll, I think uh that, that what, what was so what made it? What made the snub worse was this was not Florida State getting snubbed in the 90s or getting snubbed like in 2014 or 15. Yeah, no. Florida State had been in the muck, man. Mm. They had been in the mud. They had been in a valley full of snakes and slugs, and they got out and became one of the best programs in the country. This is they are still a obviously they're a brand name. They're a football powerhouse. And, and, you know, people around the country would look at Florida State and be like, oh, that's a blue blood. And it is a blue blood. But it's a blue blood that bled a lot for the last three years, man. And to finally get back to where they were was what made it such a cool, unique story, and that just wasn't appreciated at all. Mm.
0: Armchair Osceola, wake up, gentlemen. As disappointed as we all are not to be in Los Angeles or New Orleans, Fort Lauderdale in December sure beats visiting myself and NYC no, up here in the Big Apple for the Pinstripe Bowl. Amen. Question. It seems extremely odd that these universities make hundreds of millions, even billions, of dollars from television contracts yet NIL collectives ask alumni and fans to contribute for player compensation so that their team can be competitive? Almost as if the Miami Dolphins crowdfunded the city of Miami to raise funds assigned Tyreek Hill to a max. I get we're all still dealing with the student athlete for now but how long will it take in your estimation for this to go full NFL light Contracts, incentives, etc., and for the athletes to become employees of the school, paid out of the revenue they generate, feels like the only way to restore some order to this system. Thank you for bringing us fresh content in the middle of the Christmas Hanukkah seasons. P.S. Just joined Battles End. Think we have a fantastic collective, but the entire system feels very flawed. Thank you, Armchair Alciola.
1: Yeah, thank you for uh, the Battles End. Thanks you for uh, well, uh, your patronage. joining yeah. and. uh, yeah, man, I don't disagree. I, I think this will be th- – this. I don't want to call it a loophole, but this reality we've been living in for a couple of years I think will not be a reality at least by the end of the decade. Um, they are going to figure out a way because this is untenable. It's And the point is absolutely true. Like, the Atlanta Falcons fans don't have to raise money to go get a free agent. It's just – in in that's what that's where you're at now is like you want a good program you want a good football team we'll give money so we can go get these players that's that's just untenable that can't last for the rest of our lives or maybe it can i think it would be more fair in me personally if uh you know you don't want to limit somebody's earning power but tell these universities and i don't know how you're going to do it when some universities are going to be making 40 million dollars a year more than the other universities and other conferences But tell these universities, you don't have a salary cap on your roster, but you do have a cap to how much you can spend on the entirety of your football program. So if you want to pay your coach $12.5 million a year, great. That's coming out of the salary of your quarterback. So maybe these coaching salaries can be lessened to a realistic number, and you don't have to keep paying these coaches exorbitant amounts of money and give them these crazy buyouts where you don't get any of the reward, you just have all the risk. You assume all the risk with none of the reward, and you can level it and make it a normal, a normal stable business model. And then the player salaries can be the other half of the equation. But, yes, it, ha- it will happen at some point. Um, and, ironically, it's what the big schools are going to be arguing about because Ohio State and Alabama and Georgia don't like losing Marvin Jones Juniors. They don't. Alabama. Jamison Williams left Alabama or Ohio State, right? Yes, uh, correct. Joe, Joe Burrow left Ohio State. Now, I know that was before the portal in NIL became what it is now, but that's only going to increase. They do all this recruiting, land these five-star kids, and then two years later they're on somebody else's roster. They don't like that, and they want to stop it. Um, and right now, although it doesn't show with the, these four teams that are in the – well, I guess Washington, the, the four teams that are in the playoffs – the port, the portal has changed in the game where it's make it is making it there there is more parity and apparently the number one player in the country is going to go to Nebraska mm. so man we are living life again in college football I hope it I hope Nebraska goes on a run they have great fans and that's a great former program and they deserve some success they were never going to get back there apparently with the with the current rules in place now Nil and the portal give them a chance at relevance again. Hmm. Same with Miami, honestly, unfortunately.
0: But not Florida for some reason.
1: Weird, right? It's What's so going weird. on, Billy? I don't know. Get it together in Gainesville, know. man.
0: B-Ham FSU, wake up, gents. Greetings from Birmingham. Birthplace to Walter Goggins, a.k.a. Uncle Baby Billy from the outstanding show The Righteous Gemstones.
1: Yep. He, I thought he grew up in Atlanta, though, that guy, Walter Goggins. Maybe he was born in Birmingham. Yeah. But he was, yeah, I'm pretty sure my, one of my mom's friends taught him in high school.
0: Yeah, I said birthplace. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's yeah. like Jim Harbaugh was like born in in Akron, but then he grew up in California. So like, who gets to claim him? You know.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. One of those things.
0: Anywho, I was born in Fort Pierce, but I haven't been back in 40 years. So, but y'all can claim me. Stand yeah, they're up. claiming
1: you. You know, they're claiming. You. Is there a sign as you get into Fort Pierce?
0: <laughs> right, at home of Jeff, Luke, <laughs> and Haslam Higman. That's right. Uh, how are you feeling about next season's running back room? Is Lawrence Tofili back for another run? And can Keziah Holmes somewhat fill Trey Benson's cleats? Well, let's not push Trey out the door yet. Um, I don't know, running back, is such, if you don't have a Dalvin, I'm just like, all right, whatever, fine, we'll be all right there. So I'm, I'm not losing sleep over it. Uh, but they're going to bring in the uh, the young man from... Doherty, Georgia, what, uh, Cam Davis? So yeah. I, I, I'm excited I it's to see. Daughtry. What... I think we Daughtry? pronounce it Daughtry. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Um, excited to see what he's all about. He's, he seems pretty dynamic, pretty electric. So maybe he can give a shot in the arm to that room. But yeah, they'll be he's good at the He's a good baseball
1: player, it. too, yeah. uh, that kid. Uh, yeah, you know, we don't know about Trey yet. I mean, I'm assuming he'll be putting his name in the NFL draft, but that's an assumption and not one based in any. Real facts. It's just a speculation on my part. Educated guess. An though. educated guess. He's been here two years. He's proven a lot. He scored 14 touchdowns this year. He's run for I don't know 17, 1800 yards in two years here. He's proven a lot. That's His um, position, right? I it's it's a running back. Yes, you only have a sh- small shelf life anyway. So uh, I I would assume he's gone. Toafeeli, I would not assume he's gone. I would assume Toafeeli would come back. Um, and then after that, I I you don't feel you're not. You don't feel great about it. And that doesn't mean you feel bad about it. It just means you don't know really what you have. Toa Feely, I don't think they think he's an every down back, but he is a very good, he's been a very good college football player. He is productive. But I don't know. They don't, you know, I, I wouldn't be stunned, stunned if they added a piece there. I, because you just don't, Kaziah, you've got a lot of guys that haven't really done much at the college level. Mm. And then Toa Feely, who's more of a Swiss Army knife than a a full fledged. Every down running back. So, yeah, there's some question marks there, right? But the good news is you think it's a talented room. It's Florida State. You're always going to have running backs and good ones. But it's just not proven yet. That's not a proven room at all besides Toa Feely. Unless Benson comes back, then you are you feel good about it.
0: Well, let's keep it in Birmingham. Tennisump, uh Wake up. Is it just me or is the AG thing a bit embarrassing for you guys as well? Um, no comment, tennis ump. You might want to delete that. They'll find where you live.
1: It's uh but I get the I get the sentiment, right? It's like it, it, it feels like as we've talked about, what can really be gained of it, there's not gonna be a court victory almost certainly. And it seems like political grandstanding. But if it gets me them receipts and it gets me them emails and texts or whatever they might find in discovery, if that even gets to that phase,
0: I'm all for it. What's like what would be the smoking gun for you? That would be It would be very... like I said,
1: like a sankey, a Sankey to Bill Hancock Text Exchange. After the Alabama Georgia game or even though maybe even the Thursday before the conference championships like look is Kirk going to be pushing hard that we deserve to is he going to keep this narrative going
0: so are stuff y- like that. So less about like actual pressure on the committee members and more so about like a narrative being created like a like layers to this thing. Well, people. Are, no, if
1: there's real pressure from Sankey or from Hancock to Corrigan, who was the commissioner, the the chairman of the playoff selection committee, and Hancock is the executive director. If there's emails from him or texts from him to Corrigan, like, hey, what's the status of that room? What's the vote right now? You can you convince three other people to vote for SC, for the sec? If there's stuff like that where Hancock is um, putting all this pressure down on Corrigan, then yeah, I think that's your smoking gun. I just I think it's maybe more likely Sankey would text to Corrigan or text to Hancock talking about ESPN's role.
0: I th- I just I think that's what happened though. So like I mean to me I do I, think that's what happened. Yeah, but so it would
1: I, be cool that it was actually there in public for people to see, and it wouldn't be so much spec See, we're not crazy. Florida State fans could wear that shirt. See, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. We're not crazy, and then it would show the text messages of the uh, of Sankey to. Uh, You know, Bill Hancock.
0: You know what's on about old Jimmy Pataro either from ESPN. What if he's he's I feel he's probably the most sound of mind to not have a paper trail. But everybody else out there. Yeah. Fair game. You're
1: right. They might have been pretty dumb. You're absolutely right. Aslan. They never would have thought this was even something that could happen.
0: I just wonder, like, how can you subpoena that, though? Like if they're basing Grapevine, Texas, and you as being a member of the NCAA and playing intercollegiate football, you've agreed to allow them to determine a champion by this sort of process or whatever. Like, where does, you know, it's not a rhetorical question. I'm sure somebody there has got a law background can is, is yelling at his computer right now or whatever. But like, that's my whole thing. I just wonder, like, where does the jurisdiction on this to where they're going to have to do that? Like, what was Hancock's response the other day was, you know, we'll we'll look at this very intensely or whatever. Uh, and and we're taking it seriously, but at the end of the day, this feels like an overly aggressive response to to a a ranking of a college football playoff team. And it's like, like,
1: well, yeah, man, but there, if you can argue, which you can in this case, that there are potentially tens of millions of dollars lost to a state institution. Well then, yeah, I guess that, then it becomes, that's where you can, uh, that's the, you know, the, the way, the loophole that you get in and make this relevant, I guess, where a, a judge might actually see it one day, which who knows if that would ever happen.
0: They'll be talking about in the lead up to Florida State making a march for a national title next year. Going to see like, it was awkward having Jim Phillips there handing the ACC trophy out to Florida State. Imagine when, you know, whoever the College Football Playoff committee's got to hand the trophy to Mike Norvell next year when there's like a lawsuit about to finally drop. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. So, anyhow, Tennis Hub's got a question. Appreciate your sentiment um about the AG thing. He tells me that we're in solid shape to finish strong in both the portal and the regular recruiting, so patience Aslan, patience. Mm. What kind of effect do you think that the early enrollees being able to practice and bull prep will have on giving them a quick jump start towards next year? Thanks as always, guys.
1: I don't know, honestly. That's uh, you know, so many people Aslan in our line of work are afraid to say they don't know. Not this guy. Not this
0: show. Not yeah, this show. Man, <laughs> we'll yeah. tell
1: you. We'll plead ignorance on everything if we have to. We don't care. We're not too proud. Uh, I, you know, it it can only be a positive, but I don't know what the like. If you get five practices in, five bowl practices in, I don't know what that really does for you heading into next March when you start spring practice. It's better than not having the five practices. What about? But other like, than that, it's hard to it's hard to qualify or quantify just what it means for the development. It doesn't hurt it, though. I don't know how much it uh, expedites it, but I it, it certainly doesn't hinder it.
0: Yeah, what about our, uh, our old guy Jeremy Pruitt, you know, ho part ho. Mm. So it's like, all right, you're going to get five days worth of practices or whatever. Like, you're going to be thrown into the deep end. You're going to see how it looks at practice. You're going to see how it looks in the film room and then how they take it to the practice field and how it works out on a game day. And then you're going to get like a month and a half break. And then you come back and you're going to have to jump into spring football. But you already have that experience underneath your belt. I mean, surely you're going to have better footing. I think starting spring football now is that going to be enough runway to have like Luke Cromenhawk, can you know seriously, you know contend for being the starting quarterback for this team next year? I don't think so. But not to be like, too generic and take your your stance on a quarterback, like it's definitely not going to hurt. But I do like the fact that it's, you know. All the times I started jobs and like, I think about starting like school when I was in high school, I always think we, we started like in the middle of August, right? It was always so weird. We'd have like two weeks of school. Then we had Labor Day weekend. But when I started college, like our first day of school was like, uh, was like August 25th or 26th. So we yeah. literally had like a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of school. And then we had the Labor Day weekend and it was cool to like go off the college and then come right back home mm. and then go back off the college again, kind of. So it feels like this creates this kind of comfortable, you know, integration into how tough this really is going to be for you. So, but yeah, too early to tell, but we'll, we'll ask coach Norvell on what next Tuesday, we're going to be able to finally go watch practice and talk to him. So yeah, he'll be able to talk about that, right? Not particular players, but just the value he probably has in in creating this. So Tuesday, right? That's when we get back out of practice.
1: That's when we get to watch practice. Yeah. I thought we got availability this Friday, but maybe that has been scrapped. I don't know. Maybe they don't want us to ask him about Cam
0: Ward. Yeah. Um, they have been practicing, by the way, everybody. So they have been practicing. We just haven't go. been out there.
1: Who's all practicing, Aslan? Run it down.
0: Yeah, I don't. We don't know that. Although, okay. like, I should just go hang out ne- next go to the side baseball stadium.
1: Yeah. Well, not. Yeah. Not, just go. Yeah, that's public property. It is. Just, it go just see who walks past. Yeah. Take.
0: Take roll. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Random underscore John. Good morning, guys. Hopefully, the war champ bug everyone seemed to have caught is gone now, and you're feeling spiffy. Not quite, John. Not quite i will try to be more brief in my questions moving forward to keep things moving unless you want to read my clever quippy writing i had this thought though Corey. like if there's 23 questions i mean think about it i've got to read the question so if it takes me a minute to read the question we're already at 23 minutes everybody you know do the math yeah, smart. but it and usually then, lord
1: doesn't... knows how long my answers are going to be yeah anywhere from three to 12 minutes but I so think I factor that in too. I think I'm, I'm usually
0: able to get these questions in within 15 to 20 seconds. So yeah, that's uh, true. But point taken. Thanks, John. Here we go. Two questions. With so much talent leaving the team this year, what offensive schemes and adjustments do you expect to see from FSU to maximize their remaining talent? I don't. I mean, the 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 system is the system, man. Yeah, right? they're
1: not going to change anything. Yeah, It'll I be mean, the same offense you've been watching for four years.
0: I mean, yeah, maybe more. Deep shots for a guy like Cam Ward that's more comfortable doing that sort of stuff. Um, But I I wouldn't foresee a lot. And then given the current state of the portal, are there any potential domino effects that could impact FSU's remaining recruiting targets? Love you guys and all the dear listeners. Go Knowles.
1: Well, yeah, there are. I I, I can't. I'm not going to lay out a domino scenario, but that's how it always works. I
0: believe. Yes. Jeremiah Smith, you're worried about impacting the remaining recruiting targets by and I don't think there's anybody in the portal that- Oh, I
1: thought he was talking about the portal. But well, yeah. So look, but Jeremiah Smith, there's a domino there either way. That's the that's the kind of the awkwardness of portal season and recruiting season is that say there's a really good wide receiver. I know I don't know. There's like a kid from North Texas that everybody wants. Oh, he already 40 he, scholarships. He committed to
0: Kentucky. Jeremy Macklin's a uh, cousin. He was at Oh, Missouri okay. Indian he was North a Macklin. Texas.
1: That's right. Yeah. So, let's say he was somebody that was really interested in Florida State. Well, do you sign him? Do you want a commitment from him? If it might alienate the number one wide receiver in the country who's a high school kid who might be, well, that's – if he's going to be playing, where do I – you know what I mean? I think that's where right. dominoes can fall. Um, and if you get Jeremiah Smith – Maybe the domino is there's another wide receiver in the portal that wanted to come to Florida State that's good enough, that could start, but goes somewhere else because he knows Jeremiah Smith's there. Like, that those are the dominoes that can fall, and they fall in every position. Every position. But I'm not smart enough or, or well-versed enough to know which specific dominoes would fall in a certain way. But, yes, that's how it – like, uh, Jalen Key last year was a domino. Well, isn't that his name, the kid that went to Alabama? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was a domino that – that uh that hurt Florida State, but it was a domino that fell. So you've got to, you, and I don't even know if they have got another
0: safety up there. I think I Ashlyn they Barker. I want to say I think they ended up. Yeah, that was Barker the JUCO kid, that. and they also,
1: you know, the do, another domino that fell was they moved Kevin Knowles to safety, that they would absolutely would have not have done if Jalen Key had committed. So there's a, that. That's just the personnel. That's how. That's the life of an 85 man roster. Is there's dominoes that fall at other other schools with other prospects with other commitments or non-commitments that affect everything.
0: Teacher Noel, I look forward to listening to this while I'm on my morning walk at 5.30 a.m. No question this week, though. Thanks for all you do. I love the show.
1: Morning walks at 5.30, Aslan. Yeah, look at that. Thank you very much for uh, for just telling us that. That's always yeah, nice. For
0: listening and teaching the uh, the youth of America. Appreciate it, man.
1: But 5.30 <clears throat> for crazy. a walk? Why can't you walk after school? 5.30 p.m.
0: Well, the sun's down by then. That's not fun. Oh, well,
1: good point. Hey, well, uh, talk about a, a domino, something that, again, I think we need to revisit just a little bit, Aslan, yeah. is what is going to happen if they get a commitment from one of these portal kids, quarterbacks this week. And is Tate Rodemaker oh. on the roster next week? Hmm. That's, that is a real domino um, because, again, you still have a game to play, and Cam Ward and DJ can't play in the Orange Bowl for you, so – that it that, that is, you talk about dominoes, that's a domino right there. Is who If one of those kids commits, who is playing quarterback for Florida State in the Orange Bowl? I'm not saying Tate won't. I'm just saying, as we all know, because we're adults with IQs, uh, it, there is a possibility that he would not appreciate that very much and go put his name in the portal quicker, try to get in the portal quickly so he can find a home and not wait till after the new year to find a home. And, you know, so you might be without a quarterback. So, well, I
0: think he plays. I, I think there's probably a, a lot of transparency and conversations happening between Norvell and Tokars and has Alan to be Rodemacher right right Tate. now. Yeah. Like, Tate,
1: yeah, yeah, Tate has family members. I'm sure he's on social media. He knows these guys are coming. No. But I wonder what that means for his his immediate future in Tallahassee.
0: Yeah, I get it. You might not want to go f- play that team with the roster that's going to be left after all the defections and things of that nature. But I I still think he plays. I'd be very surprised if it would be Brock Glenn. And then I don't know. At that point, man, I don't know. I I might put money on Georgia. Yeah. Just kidding, everybody. Knowles for life. Uh, Woosley, 321-0. Good morning. If our signing class finishes with only the current players committed, who do you think will be able to make a significant impact as a true freshman in 24? KJ Bolden. Uh I, I wanna say I like the kid, the Elijah Moore kid, I think from from is it from Missouri, the receiver. I like him for some reason. But I I always have to defer to rankings, right? I'd say Bolden, Lester, and maybe Landon Thomas if Jaheem leaves and obviously Marquiston's gone and maybe they don't go after anybody in the poor That's a tight end. That'd be my picks.
1: I think that's a good guess. I think Landon Thomas uh Landon Thomas and Bolden yeah. are the two. I think Bolden um, can play immediately and perhaps start immediately, um, and then I think Landon Thomas will play a lot starting like three or four games into the season once he gets adjusted. Maybe he'll get. Is he one of the ones that gets to practice? I don't know. I don't know if he's an early enrollee or not. But that would be that would be very beneficial for someone like him to get. What would that be? What do you get? 15 spring practices, so he could have 20 practices ish. Going into the summer in a full off-season of weight conditioning and weight training could get him much more ready to play uh, come Ireland in August.
0: Okay, a few more here. Let's uh, go to our guy, Island Chief. Wake up! Still nursing hope that the my bookie uh, that my bookie will pay off my national championship bet through some unprecedented occurrence. There was a window when the cash out was decent. There was, there was a time there, uh, and that's the thing. You can always cash out uh, when you make these future bets, which you can do at mybookie.ag and use the promo code WARCHANT get your instant cash deposit bonus when you use that promo code. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. Uh, it's still a 14-point line with uh, Florida State and Georgia. Uh, we're, again, a few days away from the bowl season starting uh, with Augusto with Ohio taking on Georgia uh, Southern.
1: Okay, nice. Uh, what bowl is that?
0: Uh, I don't have that. They don't list exactly what that oh. bowl game is, so I, I do apologize for everybody that's uh, dialed into that one. But uh, <laughs> all the games are available. The Myrtle Beach Bowl. Ooh there we go.
1: I figured it was. I figured it was the Myrtle Beach. What a great, uh, what a great Myrtle Beach Bowl matchup
0: that is. The Bobcats and Eagles love yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, point total forty-eight. Who's going to root for the under on that one? Let's go with the over. Uh, make your picks when you go to mybookie.ag and use the promo code Warchant for your instant cash deposit bonus. All right, winding things down here. Corey, as I try to uh, switch screens here, Island Chief says Santa is on his way with gifts for the good boys and girls and a lump of coal for the members of the College Football Playoff Committee. Mm. What do you think Coach Norvell has wished for as a present? What present that you could actually give would you give him?
1: Um, Never-ending life. <laughs> so a present we could actually give.
0: Yeah.
1: Maybe an invitation to my wedding?
0: Ooh, all right.
1: I was thinking about that because he, he said this was a joke. that I interviewed him back in, before the season started in July. He, maybe it was May. I don't know. Some booster stop in Atlanta, and I hung out with him for a few minutes beforehand. I just got engaged. So it must have been May. Uh, get, got engaged to Stephanie, and he said congratulations and all that. And I was like, hey, she really wants you to come to the wedding because she's in love with Mike Norvell. And he's like, oh, yeah, just send me an invitation. I know he was being polite, and I was jokingly saying it. But when I told, retold that story to Stephanie, she got very excited. Like, you've got to invite him. Yeah. And I'm like, number one, I think that's kind of a weird overstepping of bounds of what our relationship is. We're not friends, but we're friendly. But, you know, I don't know that he – And also, if for whatever reason Mike Norvell did come to Corey Clark's wedding, then it's all about Mike Norvell. It is, yeah. And we don't want that, do we, Aslan? Stephanie Whose day is it supposed thoughts? to be? Yeah. 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 It, well, but it's supposed to be my day. It is. It not is. that – not that silver-haired millionaire. It's supposed to be the bald thousandaire's day, and that's what we should be celebrating. So, uh, But, yeah, I guess I could give him an invite to the wedding and tell him to be in and out in about 20 minutes. Don't don't overstay your welcome, Mike.
0: I'd give him a case of vitamin energy. I don't know if I'd give Smart. him the, the 8 hours sleep because I feel like our guy seems to get some more sleep. I mean, he looks fine, but it just there's not enough hours in the day for our guy, but I'd probably give him the vitamin energy. i give him the workout plus. Help him on yeah. some of those runs early in the morning against Dante Anderson and whoever else is going to step up to the challenge next year. Um, yeah, or maybe some kind of cool plaque to commemorate, like whatever that trophy was that Jimbo had ready at his office at College Station for the –
1: Yeah, go get that thing. Take yeah. that away
0: and then like put the photo of the Florida State team in there. Like, yeah, champs champs in my book, Coach Orville.
1: Yeah, undefeated. Undefeated.
0: Um, I think we have maybe last one here. Um, null 92, unless we can reduce the cost of leaving the ACC, I say pursuing a lawsuit is a no-win situation. I believe not only ESPN, but also Fox influenced or even rigged the committee's decision. However, I believe the real reason we were left out is because of the garbage conference we are trapped in. It would be great to totally expose the fraud of the college football playoff and the big networks. Also, it would be so satisfying to expose the scripted talking heads As the liars they are. However, we are. I can't wait for this 2024 election, Corey. Can you can you can you feel how much of a calming united moment that's going to be in our nation's history? Uh, However, we are trying to get Disney, ABC, ESPN or Fox to pay us a lot of money in a new conference. So embarrassing them might not prove very fruitful in the long run. We are in this situation for one reason. We are in the ACC and we have to get out thoughts.
1: Well, yeah, I don't think anybody disputes that. I think that uh, if Florida State was undefeated in the SEC, clearly, yes, they'd be the number one team in the country um, and going to the Sugar Bowl. But uh, yes, they do need to get out of this conference. That was made abundantly clear uh, two Sundays ago. But it was well, it was it was crystal before that. It's not like we were still wondering and him and Hawn, That just you know that just reaffirmed it. That yes, this is a joke. This is ridiculous. Um, Florida State got screwed by the perception of the ACC, and because Clemson only had eight wins, so that's that's why they're. Well, no, they're not in the playoff because an SEC team had to be. But yes, w- whatever. It, I get it. They need to. They need to get out of the ACC, and hopefully, it's sooner rather than later. But where are they going to go? Big Ten. Big Ten, maybe. <laughs>
0: Last one Gio no wake up. Hello my favorite podcast crew. First, I would like to ask you all not to fall into the trap just like Herb Street and others. You all have a platform to calm the people down and voice your concerns about being too aggressive towards certain networks and people working for them. Too late Geo. It's, o- it's over Gio. Come with us. Gio. Grab your pitchfork.
1: Yeah, get your pitchfork. Get a and your torch. torch. Yeah, we're we're storming we're storming the
0: castle. We're storming Bristol.
1: We're storming Bristol. We're burning it to the ground. Uh, no, yes, I look, That's there's a real concern. You know, I don't know what, the, like Herbstreet, and I'm not saying this lightly, and I'm not saying this uh, ironically, he might need security in Ireland. If he wants to go out on the town and runs into some Florida State fans, he's going to hear some really not nice things said to him. And I think he'll get
0: a beer thrown on him. Like, he'd get a beer thrown on him at a bar. Probably.
1: And, and again, I will say, I don't think he'd be dumb enough to go into a bar where there are Florida State fans. Um, because, again, I, I certainly would not want anybody to physically assault the guy. Verbally assault them all you want. Just keep it to I him and I don't know about that.
0: Family. I mean, hey, I don't, we, we got no, to talk to our legal department to make sure we can.
1: <laughs> don't threaten them. That's yeah. a verbal assault. You know what I mean? But I'm not telling you to you just say, hey, him. Kirk. You can rib him. Please, yeah, but please don't – He, the, I, I do get it. Like, people are very, very angry, and he doesn't help by keeping – re, perpetually responding and making them angry and angrier um, and so and not being understanding at all, apparently. Uh, but, yes, we, we are certainly not uh, advocating for or imploring people to go be physically physical with Kirk Herbstreet, but I am worried – that he might need, like, again, it's football. It's not life or death. It's not that serious. But people drinking in Ireland a night before a game, inebriated, seeing him, it might not go well. And I hope that's taken into consideration by the power for ESPN and obviously maybe some bar owners in Dublin, if they have any idea, if they're clocking this story at all. Uh, But yeah, that's I, I do... I do worry about that or the next time he's in Tallahassee because again man I uh he is he he has never felt this kind of vitriol in his life.
0: Well, he didn't move away from Columbus. He literally moved his family to Nashville because he couldn't take living in Columbus anymore. And think
1: about that. He couldn't take living in Columbus where he was the starting quarterback and beloved because he he, he had a radio show, I think. I think he used to have a radio, a daily radio show in Columbus, but let's just say he doesn't have the thickest skin so much so that he moved out of his hometown where he was a star quarterback for the school. He graduated.
0: He was a quarterback.
1: Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I assume anytime you're the quarterback at Ohio state, you're the star, but you're right. He wasn't great, but he was the starting
0: quarterback. Yeah, there you go. There you go.
1: And uh, so, and he had to move away from that. So clearly he doesn't have the thickest skin, which I don't either, but that's why I don't read my comments, man. Like, it, but anyway, the point being, I know, yes, like, I get it. But why would We're you not go at to, him
0: then, Corey? Like, if you're similar to him, like, why would you take a shot at the guy to get like to get t- likes and stuff, man? You're 40, well, look, seven I, years I, you got family, man.
1: I would, I would like to think that I have a role to play in what we do here in this, in this uh, ecosystem. You know, well, yeah, in what we do at Warchant, and also uh, it does bother me when somebody in that position has a platform much bigger than anybody else's and then can't take criticism for having that platform and saying something that people don't agree with. Like, there is pushback from that. And then he was also wrong in all that. And, yeah, I'm chasing likes, Aslan. Have you met me? I mean, I'm, I'm pandering to my audience, and I want my likes. I want my likes, but I would never click on my comments because Lord knows the Alabama folks are in there saying whatever they're saying. Um, and so, yeah, the point remains, don't be – don't assault the guy – Number one, he's huge. He'd probably kick your ass. But don't assault the guy. Don't be don't be physically threatening to the guy. But it, it won't be a pretty scene if he's out and about with Florida State fans. And that might legitimately be for the rest of his life. Yeah. That's how mad uh. Florida State fans are. And I think they thought it would go away after a couple of days or a couple hours, and it's not. And you can tell because we're in the middle of the following week, ten days later, and he's tweeting out a screed about – how he you know about his opinions and blah 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 how much he loves Florida State but it's the four best teams yada 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 like it, it's it's clearly still bothering him. I wonder and if it's he's not gonna, going to stop bothering him.
0: He's going to have to root for Florida State because the only way this fan base moves on is that they if they have to win one. I know it won't totally erase what happened this year, but the sooner this program wins another national title, the sooner Kirk Herbstreit can probably interact. With college football fans on the internet and not get dragged by Florida. It's State like fans. uh but at the same like time
1: it's like at, Bartman getting invited to the Cubs parade.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, I'm sure he's I I, I bet he's probably Texas Kirby. He's a Kirby. Beat the crap out of these oh, guys for me, buddy, you know
1: you gotta he is going to be watching that game with popcorn hoping Georgia wins by eighty. And he again, that's what the, he 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 loathes Florida State right now. Not knowing the reaction is coming from what he did, and he's rea- – again, like I said, he's reacting to the reaction, but it's like, you know, you poke somebody in the in the face with a stick, and then they punch you. You're like, what would you punch me for? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's what he did to the Florida State fan base. Um, and so, yes, he wants Florida State. He is not a fan of Florida State. He never will be. I rem- It just – it kind of reminds me, not nearly as serious – um, criminally wise, anyway. But in '14, when the Jameis stuff was really every day, and all these people on Twitter would say all this ridiculous stuff—not just about Jameis or Jimbo, but about the university as a whole, or the fan base as a whole—and then be unbelievably um, just recoil when they got when they got uh, you know pushback. Like what? I can't believe the the fan the FSU Twitter sucks. They're awful. And it's like, yeah, you riled them up by saying their quarterback was a rapist and they stole a national championship. They, you riled them up. So what did you expect? And I just don't I don't understand what Kirk expected. And on another note, real quick, because we're still talking about Herb Street, and then we got to go.
0: Well, I got a thirty um, second question. Geo actually asked a question. But oh yeah, go.
1: sorry, sorry. Real quick. See, this is my six minute answer. Um, if he had done the same thing to Washington, he would hate Washington fans right now. Washington yeah, yeah, fans would have yeah. not gone gently into that night either. Yeah. They they would have – they would he would be getting it from that side too. It's not just that Florida State fans are evil and awful and lunatics. Anybody in Florida State's fan base's position would be reacting just like this. That said, don't hurt the man, anyone. <laughs> We're not telling you to do that. You can tweet mean things at him, whatever. It's a free country. Elon Musk loves free speech, <laughs> but ju- but just don't – Physically harm the person or threaten to, because that is idiotic and that makes you look like a complete idiot. So don't do that.
0: Uh, I think we should take no more than six to eight portal guys: three on the offensive line, three on the defensive line, one linebacker, one quarterback. Thanks for all you do.
1: And another thing about Herb Street. No, i uh, just kidding. Uh, yeah, that's where I that's where I think their their number will be. I would think somewhere between eight and ten, but eight, man, maybe six. I guess um, right now. Maybe it's going to be zero, Aslan. <laughs> I'm waiting. We're still waiting, aren't we, buddy? We're still I, waiting for one of these portal hits. I, but, yeah, I'm I think that's right. I'm
0: thinking I just wonder, like, what's the – now I'm saying the, – the, what's the wait in anybody ent- – like, the, the guy that enters the portal on December 13th, like, why didn't you enter the portal on December 5th, man? Like, what happened in those eight days? It's
1: weird, right? But that said, as we watched the portal on Wednesday, there were some more big names that went in. Yeah. It's weird. I, I'm 100% with you. Yeah. But it is odd that there's still – like Marvin Jones Jr. went in, yeah, December twelfth, nine days after the SEC championship game. Yeah. So I, I don't know why, but he did, and he's certainly somebody you want. And there might be bigger names today when people are listening to this that that enter the portal.
0: All right, that's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We love you all. Maybe a show tomorrow, depending on if there's other stuff going on in the world of news in Florida State. So. Mm. Uh, just subscribe to the podcast, and anytime we drop a show, you'll get notified of it. It's crazy how that works. Hit the yeah. thumbs up if you could, just for Corey's angst. The, the, My angst? The, I'm going
1: to get better, guys. The Olympic, I'm to get better. The
0: Olympic flame, the 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 <laughs> tomb of the unknown soldier do not know the longevity and the endurance and the stamina of Corey Clark and the venom he has because he's feeling it from you, folks. You energize him. He's fighting your fights with his, with his followers behind him. So support I've the tried. show. I'm trying,
1: folks. I'm really trying. Also, we got it before we let it go. uh, It looks like Primo Spears will be eligible to play on the basketball team. Uh, here for the next few games all right. because of the ruling in Ohio that said that uh, two-time transfers are now immediately eligible. Just in time for Daryl Jackson <laughs> to not play a game at all this season, but whatever, um, he still gets to play in the bowl. But Primo Spears is their—he was their highest-profile transfer from Georgetown. He averaged 16 points a game and five assists a game for Georgetown. He should be immediately eligible. We have not, as we recorded this, we have not heard back from Florida State, but I don't know why he wouldn't play. Um, so he might be joining the team starting Saturday when they play SMU at home in the Civic Center.
0: He's Corey. I'm Aslan. Thanks for listening to Wake Up Board Champ presented by Corner Pocket Barn Grill.